unreachable. Welcome back to another episode of the Inside Bye. <laughs> I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. Make sure to smash that like button. How you doing this week? This is Rudy. I'm here. I'm stoked. Smash that like button, subscribe, and ding the notification bells. <laughs> Hit the thumbs up. Let's get started. Oh, man. I'm, you know, I'm all right. I'm going through a weird time, man. You know, a lot of stressful stuff going on. I have a lot of anxiety. I just can't focus on things. You know, it sucks. It sucks. But trying to work my way through it, you know? Yes. So, I, I'm um, with you. I have easily the hardest stay at my job. I'm a little over a month now, and I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing yeah, my mind. Yeah. It's rough day. So we're going to talk uh, a bunch of, uh, I guess, a lot of Xbox stuff has been going down this week. <laughs> Before that, though, let's talk about snacks. Yeah, I feel like we haven't uh, we haven't ever really discussed snacks, go to snacks. So I just figured, hey, maybe we can get some good ideas from this. You know, maybe I'll try something I've never tried, or you, or vice versa. So I will say, first of all, in terms of snacks in general, my favorite kind of snacks are chips. That's like my number one, you know, go to. Me too. Um, Easily, yeah. it's the, without a question. Now I will get more specific. Kettle right. chips. I do really like kettle chips. Jalapeno kettle chips. If I yeah, those are good. My wife and I really like spicy stuff. Yeah, I know all the kids these days they all eat hot Cheetos, but man, we were eating those before that. Man, we started yeah, that before those that, hot man. fries. I mean, that was like what when we were in like third oh, grade. I'm, I'm over day, those. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still like hot Cheetos. There's different variations of them that I think are pretty good. I like the hot Doritos a lot. Those are pretty good. Let, let's stick on the chip here, because okay. I'm thinking, too, one of my favorites that I recently discovered, I don't know how long they've been around, but those wrap snacks, have you seen them? Oh, the I think I have. I think I, I have seen how, I don't know, little Yachty chips or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rick Ross chips, I mean. I haven't tried those. They're amazing. Like, really, really yeah. good. Yeah, Weirdly, I bought them. They were just dirt cheap. And I was like, perhaps now I'll try. It's like a dollar twenty. Because, <laughs> like, oh, even a little bag of chips nowadays, you're talking like, oh what, my God, two seventy five for a little bag of Doritos. Like, well, for a normal size, like a, like a big size Dude, job, what? bag of chips, five seventy five, six twenty dollars. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, besides the chips, like, like I said, I mainly like the spicy chips. Uh, there's these snacks. What the heck are they called? Hold on. Honey. All I know is it's like the strangest sounding flavor, honey and mustard. It's like these pretzel things. What are they called? What are they called? Snyder's Snyder's of Hanover, honey, mustard, onion, flavored pretzel pizzas. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've eaten those I plenty really like, of times. I really like these. They're super good. I, d I don't remember the brand at all, but the honey mustard pretzel with the bits and all that like i get them i don't know you know like let's just say probably once a month if not more than that i get them pretty yeah, often yeah i haven't gotten them in a while but whenever the opportunity arises i always grab them what about those like the zaps like the zaps chips i haven't had those you know what i mean yeah zaps, well, zaps also had these uh honey mustard pretzels but and they'll have like the um Louisiana Cajun chips and stuff like that, but it maybe it's a southern thing. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't tried those yet. Anyway, I'm always trying to try some um, Like drink wise, I I went through this whole thing to where like it's been probably three or four years since like I've dropped soda and I don't really care for it anymore. It's not a thing I really drink anymore. I'm kind of over it. 
Um, Even if I drink it now, I think it actually tastes pretty gross. And I think most people would agree if you were to just like go off of it for a while, especially Coke tastes so terrible to me now every time I drink it. Now, Coke Zero tastes good, but yeah, I I guess I'm I'm thankful for it. But uh, I'm shocked because uh, I used to, you know, not drink Cokes all the time, but uh, I never thought I would hate a Coke, but I really do now. Like, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. not trying to sound cool or anything, you know? I just do. It just oh, that's good. tastes, I don't know, really harsh. It really, f- like, screws me every time I drink one. I'm like, what the hell? How could anyone drink this kind of deal? I'm saying that to say, went from that to, like, drinking too many energy drinks and crap, which is probably worse than even drinking sodas. And then I was like, okay, well, I can't be doing this. This is even worse. And <laughs> I went to this or that. And it eventually went down into the two that I always go to are those ghosts. Oh, yeah. I always see those. Yeah. And then they're amazing. You should definitely get one. Never tried them. Yeah. And then those people are starting to hate on them now because they're claiming a bunch of crap that they oh, definitely wasn't true. No, it's a uh, Celius. Uh, uh, Oh, Celsius or something yeah, like that, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried that one, but I've heard, um, I've seen it pop up a lot in the, you know, just in stores and on TV. I drink so. them a lot. Now, it's not like, they're not good for you. It's just that there's nothing really necessarily that bad in them. Gotcha. And it, it's like drinking a morning coffee. It definitely helps waking me up. And I really like coffee. I mean, I am like, I like to drink it and all. I don't want to be the person drinking a coffee every morning. Like my teeth being one thing, I just don't. I just think it ruins teeth pretty badly. Sure. And then breath and all, and then on top of that, I think it just like I could see myself losing the coffee too much and just needing too much caffeine all the time, and I don't want to mm-hmm. lean on that. And I've tried most of my life to just not have to lean on anything. So if I'm ever feeling really tired and drained, and I have to do something that takes a lot of energy, that's what I'm grabbing. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, in terms of just snacks, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big gummy person. I'm not really big into chocolates. Um, yeah, me neither. I mean, nuts are awesome. Like, you know, always down for nuts or almonds yeah. or something like that. I could eat those all day. Yes, yes. But, yes. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's pretty much it. You know, those are my main go-to ones. You know, um, I'm definitely a meat person. So like, you know, Slim Jims and crap like that. Slim Jims. You know, like, uh, gotcha. Just beef jerky in general. I'm all about it. Gotcha. But it's always just too expensive. I mean, you get a little back for like what, fifteen dollars? I ain't buying that. Yeah. So it never makes much. me want to buy it anymore. But you know, someone hands it to me, I'll eat it. I do yeah, like yeah, sure. jerky. It's just come on, it's getting ridiculous. No one's paying. <laughs> well, from this conversation, I'll definitely have to try the wrap snacks because I see them all the time. So good. The more I think about it, I usually don't really do the snacks and stuff while I'm gaming. I, I don't know why. I always do it while I'm watching TV or something, you know? But um, but either way, probably to, if I was to do it tonight, I'd probably eat some hot Cheetos in a bowl. And <laughs> maybe, like, the drink, honestly, is very basic. Like, I'll just have water, usually. You know, it's all about the just the food, you know? So... Pretty boring answer, I know, but... <laughs> but a good one. I mean, yeah, you know, that's, I that's... do drink a lot of water. I am always conscious on, like, I need to drink my water. I need to drink my mm-hmm. water. As yeah. is anyone should, because you right. just start to realize that you need to drink way more water than you would ever realize. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Things can go south real fast without 
drinking enough water. That's definitely yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess as you've learned when you went to uh, oh, Florida. World. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. no, Universal, yeah. <laughs> Dude, outside, I get out of my car. What? 10, 10 steps to my doorway. And I'm like, oh, my God, open up. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dying. I was, I'm sweating already. It's a billion <laughs> degrees. Today is the worst. I'm just like, how is it so God? Only imagine hot? uh you know like this area is pretty awesome i just need to right. escape this it's like three months of hell anything before and after it's pretty awesome you're cool like, with it, yeah when i'm like november i'd much rather be here in november than of course yeah else. yeah yeah but i can't i can't stand this fucking feeling like 120 degrees outside it's ridiculous I mean, I, okay, I'm exaggerating, but seriously, yesterday, it was like, feels like 107. I'm like, I guess I'm not going outside. Disgusting. I hate that <laughs> so much. All right, all right. Let's get into the news. First things first, Sony signs a 10-year agreement with Microsoft to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. So both Sony and Nintendo now have 10-year agreements for Call of Duty to go onto it. Which is hilarious because it's like technically a lot of people are like, yay, Microsoft's doing the right thing. And they are. But of course it benefits Microsoft. Now it's even more of like, I yeah. kind of feel the other side of like Microsoft is secretly wishing this would go down, right? Now they yeah. feel even more pressured that they have to release on that platform. And now they know for sure that they're going to be making money from Sony and Nintendo platforms for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? That's I think right. It benefits them just as much, if not more, than anybody else. But they're yeah, still sure technically does. good for doing this. Last week, the FTC lost its case against Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard and its subsequent appeal. This effectively paves the way, paves the way for Microsoft to compete, complete its purchase of the Call of Duty maker, save for its ongoing wrinkle with the Competition and Markets Authority. The regulator agency in the UK now. Microsoft has announced that it and Sony have signed a binding agreement to keep Activision Blizzard's flagship franchise, Call of Duty, on the PlayStation platform for 10 years. And, one, 10 years is a really, really, really long time when I mean, it comes that's to tech. A lot of time. In other aspects, it may not seem too long, but in tech, it is gigantic. Deals do not go down like this when it comes to the tech world. Five years later, we're already using completely different apps, devices, ways of life. Tech moves really quick, if you think about it. Ten years, I mean, is anyone playing Call of Duty in ten years? Yes, technically, they've been playing for 20 years, so maybe, maybe, right? But it's like, dude, ten years ago, think, what was the hot thing in 2013 we were playing? I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to like go back. This is like, this is like Wii U days. I mean, yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> this is we're being Nintendo dorks and probably playing some bullshit on uh, Wii U, but <laughs> no, <laughs> what Wind Waker HD? God, I can't remember, man. <laughs> Ten years ago, jeez. So plenty enough time. If anyone's, because I I've I've seen a lot of takes of like, why not just indefinitely? First of all, no, no one would ever do that. I I would expect five or something like that. I mean, ten years is like is basically saying like this is gonna keep going forever. You know, like yeah, they just have to put a cap on it. That's all. We don't even know what we're gonna be even playing on in ten years. Right. right let's. Exactly. I mean, let's just pivot. What the hell do you think we're doing in ten years, gaming wise? Like, what are we gaming on? 
Is it is it um, is it just something we're connecting on our TV and there's no actual box and we're just kind of like selecting I, an app or something? I, like, I think there still may be a box for the next one. Ten so that years. That would from the ten years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think it could be still. Okay. But next up, Microsoft unveils the Xbox Game Pass Core. Replacing Xbox Live Gold this September. So Xbox Live changed the industry more than two decades ago with its multiplayer network features, but the program's premier Xbox Live Gold has waned in popularity for the past few years, likely due to a lack of compelling free games to download. Now Xbox is ending Xbox Live Gold on September 14th, replacing with Xbox Game Pass Core. New subscription tier of Xbox Game Pass will cost $9.99 per month or $60 a year. Serves as an evolution of Xbox Live Gold. Game Pass Core will give players access to all of our advanced multiplayer network, a selection, excuse me, a select collection of over 25 games to play with friends around the world, and exclusive member deals and Xbox blog reads. Games with Gold, the feature of Xbox Live Gold that gives players free games to download each month, ends on September 1st. With this evolution, we're saying farewell to Games with Gold. We wanted to use this opportunity to reimagine how to include content with this subscription. We found that the answer to the most compelling catalog was to leverage select titles from our Xbox Game Pass catalog. So here's some, it seems like these are some of the games uh, that, the following games will be available to Xbox Game Pass core subscribers. Although the list does not include every single game plan for launch. I'll run through these real quick. Among Us, Descenders, Dishonored 2, Doom Eternal, Fable Anniversary, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Grounded, Halo 5 Guardians, Halo Wars 2, Halo, Hellblade, Sinua Sacrifice, Human Fall Flat, Inside, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Psychonauts 2, State of Decay 2, Elder Scrolls Online. Xbox says it will add new titles to the core catalog two to three times a year. If you're an Xbox Live Gold member today on September 14th, you will automatically transition into an Xbox Game Pass core member with no change in pricing. You'll receive immediate access to the new core catalog as well. And finally, any Xbox One game you redeem through Games with Gold will remain in your library if you're an Xbox Game Pass core or Ultimate subscriber. Regardless of subscription status, you will retain your Xbox 360 games obtained through Games with Gold. Well, I think that's a way better choice, you know, especially with the way that the games were going with Games with Gold, you know? Games with Gold was completely trash, dead. Yeah. Nobody cared. Nobody no used cared it. Anymore. The only reason they technically would have it, just so they could play online with their friends and all of that mess. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, do you think this, overall, all of this being considered, is this the right move they should have done? Yeah, I think so. I think they really thought about it gave it some you know looked at their analytics and everything and it just makes the most sense you know to do something like this what do you think of the fact of just that name though it's like game xbox pass live cool. and uh, yeah. game pass gold is xbox live gone. had such a famous famous name for so long but yeah hey everything uh changed look look at uh max now right instead of hbo we had yeah. hbo that we had hbo max, that, now that, that's, max. that's actually stupid that is i don't get that one <laughs> at all but <laughs> like this i can understand i don't get the the, the yeah. max yeah. first of all why would you even cut hbo out of the name i i have no clue it's the most recognizable part about it <laughs> dude did but, you um, do you have max no one would even know what max? the hell you're what talking the about yeah yeah of course <laughs> even if they did it's stupid it could apply to a million things it sounds like I a see. dog's name max. So dumb. but yeah. no before moving on though like uh i think this is pretty major just for history's sake like since the original xbox i mean that's what created online gaming basically for console like before that i mean if you were online gaming it was pc but you're talking like like quake multiplayer xbox live completely just created and extremely just made it like enter into a space of 
insane popularity of everyone gaming online like without xbox mm. live we would not be where we're at not even close i mean it was no. a very big pivotal moment in uh, in the gaming industry so the fact that like those names are just you're not gonna see them anymore i think it's pretty big it almost like further proves just how serious they are about game pass mm-hmm. you know the fact that they're willing to give up such names and titles and recognition and all of that right um, right so i think it's pretty weird now i mean these games it's okay i guess i don't know it's all right I don't know think about it's it it's a I decent mean, collection but gears 5 halo wars 2 those two are like 10 out of 10s in my opinion same with psychonauts psychonauts yeah. 2 10 out of 10 doom eternal 10 out of 10 dishonor 2 yeah, there's some good ones 10. on there so there is some good ones in there um, yep Ori and the Will of Wisps, phenomenal. Inside, phenomenal. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But it reminds me of that, like, I feel like they're taking a page from PlayStation now. From PlayStation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as as the companies always do, you know, they uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. take ideas from each other, so. Now there's literally, I remember making fun of PlayStation, like, there's just so many tiers now, and they're overcomplicating it. And I do agree with that e- even here. There's like four tiers now, and it's like, I feel like it's a bit much. But I don't know. I mean, what what do you think about, there's like a core, there's like just normal Game Pass in terms of you getting it for your console or you getting it for your PC, and then there's Game Pass right. Ultimate. So I guess there's three. Ain't too bad. Yeah, it's interesting when they start doing all the tiers and everything. But yeah. hey, I mean, just get the one you want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. $10 if you want the core, $11 if you want the Game Pass outside of the core where you just have the whole Game Pass library. So you're like, why the hell wouldn't I just pay the literal one more dollar and have access to all of these Game Pass games instead of just like 25 But that doesn't include online play. If you play online, you need that. The Game Pass is just you getting access to these games and nothing more. So if you pay that $11, that's what you're getting. So I, mm-hmm. I see there's some confusion there, and it makes sense why there's confusion. It is a little confusing. So you pay 10 a month, you're able to play online, and you get these 25 games. You pay the one more dollar, and you're paying 11 well, you're getting access to these Game Pass games, but it has nothing to do with you playing online. So for you to get the both, you pay the, the 16 and you have online and you have the full library of Game Pass. So that's how this works. In case right, anyone's right. confused. It's a little confusing. It ain't too bad. It's a little Sure. Yeah. Anyway, right. that's that. What do you got next up here? The original Clock Tower is getting its first Western release. The Clock Tower series is a favorite amongst horror game fanatics, let's say. But the <laughs> first game has never been released outside of Japan. That finally changes as the 1995 classic is getting spruced up for a modern international re-release. For any Americans thinking, but we got the first Clock Tower on PlayStation. Ask myself, I thought that. I was like, yeah, but we had Clock Tower. What are you talking about? We didn't. The 1997 game known as Clock Tower, which did release in the West, was really Clock Tower 2. and was titled as such in Japan. It was a PS1 game. The original Clock Tower was on the Super Famicom and it stars Jennifer Simpson, an orphan adopted by the Burroughs family, <laughs> only to find that a murderous stalker called the Scissor Man the Scissor terrorizing Man. their <laughs> mansion. As a point-and-click adventure, you use a mouse cursor to guide Jennifer and interact with your su- surroundings to solve puzzles and find clues while evading the Scissor Man. 
The game also features multiple endings. Clock Tower is considered one of the forefathers of the survival horror and has been ported to different platforms such as PC and the Wii slash Wii U eShops several times in Japan. WayForward is handling this port, which shout out to WayForward. Anything they touch yeah. is really, really good. They're great. Yeah. Which is being made using Limited Run Games Carbon Engine. First of all, I didn't know Limited Runs games had their own engine. I didn't know that either. That's, I'm, that's okay. As discussed in the developer diary video above, improvements include the game's first official English translation, along with multiple language options, a new animated intro, motion comic cutscenes, and a new vocalized theme song by famed anime and Silent Hill singer Mary McGlynn. It also features an art gallery, save states, and other modern tweaks. Clock Tower is coming out next year for PlayStation and Xbox consoles, Switch, and PC. Limited Run Games is also releasing premium physical versions of the game. And, as always, you buy a game from Limited Runs, you'll see it in about a year and a half. You know, <laughs> yeah. Which is why yeah. I don't order from them, because I, I yeah, can't I'm do over that. that. <laughs> that's cool though i mean i'll check that out when it comes out i never played the original so that sounds interesting. i never played it it's a good piece of history uh, when it comes to gaming i i would play this as weird as yeah. that i don't know there's a look it's it's a whole subject and i want to get too deep into it there's a lot of pros and cons with how much we have been getting re-releases remakes remasters of all these old games and a lot of people are like dude just give us something new um, mm -hmm. I think that's a little shallow thinking because, dude, we get too much of just anything nowadays. You're talking hundreds of releases in like a month. We're definitely getting new stuff. If somebody's remaking or remastering or cleaning up a port of an old game, stuff like that. Are you like you really don't think you're getting new games literally tomorrow? There's I mean, probably yeah, 20, there's probably 20 that are going to drop on your system literally tomorrow of a new game. I don't really side with that discussion. I, I think it's kind of try and just kind of like I think you're missing force in the trees. You're you're focusing on something that you just want to focus on, but there's like what ninety nine percent of releases is still technically a new release, even if it's some crappy Bug Runner seventy ninety nine or something. <laughs> like yes, there's a lot of trash and there's a lot of, of course. There's always going to be trash out like, there, man. But I don't know to just focus on complaining about how many times we're getting old games. I, I think we're just are just getting an influx of everything is, is how I'm seeing it. And uh, yeah, I think it is getting a little too bad. I wish it would pull back a bit, but on everything, I'm not saying new games compared to old or anything like that. Like, right. You're saying in general, in general, we do just get too much, but I think it's, I think it's really neat that somebody's putting in the effort to bring something that we never got an old super nintendo game yeah it's pretty interesting like old horror thing it could suck who knows but it's still it's still good for us to access because i didn't put it in here but it just reminded me of and i figured we'd talk about real quick did you see the story going around by a lot of people like 80 percent of any video game can't be accessed in the current time Wait, I don't understand. Somebody, somebody released this, and it's been spreading like wildfire, and it's accurate. So what they're saying is, like, since video games started, 
any video game that's been created up until this point now, 87% of video games can't be accessed on anything. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, you would have to buy a Super Nintendo and go and find the Super Nintendo game and put it in, or you would have to go and, uh, you know, get some um, TurboGrafx-16 and find whatever game and put it in. But, like, you can't buy it now and play gotcha, it on gotcha. current. That and is kind of crazy. Is a pretty big percentage. Well, it's a lot. That's huge. Because it's like think of any other media, like book, movie, show, whatever, like that. Like you can always still find, and even if you have to buy the physical media, you can still go and do so, and then just put it in whatever currently a DVD. I mean, I guess a VHS, right? If something never got converted from VHS to DVD, you'd be in that boat. But movies or film, in no way would be up to 87% of anything uh, being created yeah. as something you couldn't currently consume. So it's a very specific video game thing that does need to be figured out. Yeah, that's the. They do have to find. They're going to lose everything to, to time, you know? Yeah, and it's a big worry. And it's, it's, it goes beyond gaming. We're just talking about life in general. And the same thing with like. Let's say political or just history in general. Like, yeah, I was watching Always Sunny last night, mm -hmm. right? Good example. Yep. Charlie comes across like uh, Dennis's grandfather's like Nazi outfit, and he ends up like hoarding it and secretly putting it away or whatever, like that. At least the hat and everything. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, technically, I don't think you should burn. Like, obviously, Nazis are terrible. But I still think you need, still need to have the actual objects, whether you can yeah. use it as a piece to further, like, help humanity. But destroying it isn't the answer. I, I never really right. agreed with that. Um, and I know it gets into political stuff with, like, statues and all that. But I sure. was always in that camp of, like, dude, you don't have to destroy the statue. Just put so it just somewhere put it in a museum or something. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I think add a bigger context on like we understand it's not supporting anything good but to destroy right. it, it i don't think is the answer and i, I do agree want, i agree with you i do find history important when it comes to anything and, and including video games and i, I think we should be able to access i don't know you know somebody made a video game they spent years blood sweat and tears into it you know and it mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. goes away and no one ever can like access anymore it's a little sad in my opinion no i'm in total agreement that sucks we don't definitely want to try to avoid that so yeah hopefully people yeah. will be better about that going forward but all right next up we got donod's banishers ghost of new eden arriving in november banishers ghost of new eden is the upcoming action rpg from donod makers of life is strange and vampire which was first revealed at the game wars last december the upcoming ghost busting adventure has a new trailer revealing a november 7th launch date the game stars Antea Duarte and Red Mac Wraith, two lovers who serve as banishers, those who protect the living from the lingering spirits of the dead. Unfortunately, Antea has become a ghost herself and must work alongside Red to find a way to bring herself back to life. Along the way, they'll explore New Eden, a North American settlement teeming with supernatural dangers and player combat threats using Red's conventional weaponry and Antea's spectral abilities. Players will also interact with New Eden's residents in choice-driven conversations that steer the course of the narrative, namely in deciding whether to fulfill their duty as a banisher or sacrifice that oath to restore Antea's mortality. Interesting. I mean, it sounds interesting. I just need to actually right? play it. <laughs> um, you know? I don't know if I'm like, dude, I gotta play that. 
but no, no, at no. least it sounds sounds intriguing unique. that's all right <laughs> definitely nothing else like that <laughs> um i don't know don't nod has been on this weird uh role lately of just pushing yeah. out a lot of a lot of stuff i guess um they're making big moves i guess yeah tmnt shredder's revenge dimension shell shot dlc includes a new survival mode Survival mode lets players battle across district dimensions and collect crystals. Spending enough crystals upon death unlocks upgrades such as new life, power bars, radical mode, and extra hit points. As seen in the trade of below, one dimension includes an Edo-inspired zone. You can even transform into bosses like Bebop and Rocksteady to pummel foes. Upcoming DLC called Dimension Cellshock is going to include Usagi Yojimbo <laughs> appears as a new playable character, which I think that is like a rabbit, if I want to say, if I'm thinking of turtles correctly. I don't remember um, that character, so I don't know. I do remember some like rabbit character, and I think that's who they're referencing. He's like this like ninja rabbit dude, and he was actually pretty dope. <laughs> but, um,. Anytime I see anything TMNT Shredder's Revenge, I'm always like, oh, I didn't finish that. I was having a blast. <laughs> what the hell was I doing? I need to go finish that. Yeah, same here. I never yeah. finished. Yeah. And there's no way I could, like, try to come up with, well, you know, this or this, and that's why I didn't stop. And um, I'm going to use this to tr transition to what we're watching and playing because I'll tell you, man. <laughs> I think I fell off of Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, I, I think I'm done. I was I don't know I don't if I'm going to finish it. I think it, uh, it's a cool game, I guess. Like, the good stuff in that game is really phenomenal stuff on, like, its presentation, the epic boss battles and all of that. Super cool stuff. But it's like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. If, have you ever played, it's like the Sekira game? Uh, uh it's like um it's literally like a quick time game of like a few hours made by capcom i don't uh, think i played think that like one. think of like god of war quick time events the game and i say god of war you know what i mean like god of war one two three i don't mean the new stuff right. but really really cool game but it's just a few hours long and it's just a spectacle piece right making that into like a 40 hour rpg eh i'm over that's it. what this feels like yeah, I don't know. I haven't played in days. Every time I go to try to play, I just... I don't know. I'm going to give it a shot again tomorrow, I guess. We'll see. But I have been playing nothing. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. Like I said, <laughs> it's been uh, some it's a little rough patch going on and uh, just trying to get back into things. That's all. So Yeah. When uh, you start school back? I think that's contributing, honestly. Just being home so much. It's like okay. driving me crazy, you know? So <laughs> I think I need to get my butt back to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's so weird. I never thought I would be here on just being like, dude, I don't even want to slightly finish this Final Fantasy game. I know. Imagine saying that even, about Final Fantasy Even game. 15, I was like, you know, like, I like it. I, I didn't love it. I saw right. all its problems, whatever. Same here. But in my head, that was so much better experience than what I'm playing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I I felt the same way at 15. I didn't love it right away, but I saw it through, and I ended up liking it more than, than I'm liking this game for some reason. It's just weird, I mean, man. Look, Sid's amazing. Uh, I Sid's like, great. I like one Sid. of the coolest characters in like Final Fantasy history. I will say that. And that's like... Yep. That's it, though. I don't know what else to say. 
<laughs> I love uh, Sid. Okay, just make a make a make a movie. You know, right? I'll right. watch it. I'm sure it'll be great. But I, I'm not. I'm 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 done with this game. It's weird. I wish I could be the person championing this thing. Um, and it hurts me that I have to just uh, slander this, but I just think it. I just don't think it's a good. I don't it's think bad it's a good we, game. I don't know. It's bad when we both feel this way, you know. <laughs> like, damn, that sucks. Is is expectations? I mean, does that alone ruin a game? Like, you know, it, um, it leads into a bigger conversation on like, how do you even? If it wasn't Final Fantasy and a game released and we were going through this, no, I would still fall off. I think I would still fall off yeah. and I wouldn't be as disappointed yeah. because it's not Final Fantasy. I wouldn't be yeah. as disappointed. I just wouldn't care and I'd fall off. I wouldn't care. Yeah, just be over it. <laughs> it wouldn't have. It probably wouldn't have grabbed me as much as it did in the first place. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't be trying as hard to like it. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this game, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm I'm done. Um, but what we're watching, what we're playing, I do want to mention a real big thing Good. that has happened with me with gaming and all this. So I got an N64 for my birthday. I was like, oh, cool. I was pretty happy. Now, I've mentioned, I think, even in this show multiple times on, like, out of all Nintendo systems, that's kind of the one I care the least about. Right. Just because I feel like, yeah, there's like 20 solid titles, but past that, it's kind of trash and yeah, it's yeah, too hard to go back to and all of that mess. Let me let me retract here. I needed to say that first, and then I'm gonna go back here. Since I was a kid, I'm talking getting some e machines computer back in like 1999, right? And a year or two later, maybe like 2001, I'm figuring out how I can download. Nintendo games and play them on my computer or Super Nintendo games. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I am an emulation whore. I don't know a better word <laughs> than that. I <laughs> suck it up all day, every day. Very big in emulation. I spent so many time playing older titles through emulation, coming up with really cool interfaces to access it all, thinking of new clever ways of playing here or there, best ways of accessing this and that, and um, making it as good as possible. Okay. All right. Go back now. I get this sense 64. I'm playing it. Play a few days. And I start to... There's multiple layers here, but... Emulation... There's there's two things. Uh, one, I think oversaturation is a big problem in just in society as a whole. When it comes to mm -hmm. any medium or anything. I think we're having sure. a problem of like... We're just kind of getting too much and we're starting to not care because of it. Right, and right. emulation, I spent my whole life, and I'm just like, I don't care anymore. I can download whatever ROM, play it however. It just doesn't It doesn't feel right. I don't care. I'm over it, whatever. For some reason, I put that N64 card in there, play with the controller. I'm having the time of my life. This is amazing. I... I'm enjoying the hell out of this. I and I'm going and buying different N64 games, and I'm sitting there like, because I did this like NES, Super Nintendo, whatever. Somehow this N64 thing is like really boggling my mind because I'm like, why am I enjoying this so much? I got Star Fox 64. I got uh, what is Wipeout 64. Wipeout. I got uh, this wrestling game. It's like 
NWO Revenge or some crap. I got uh, <laughs> Bomberman Hero. I just bought whatever. I'm playing these NC4 games, Super Smash Bros. 64. I spent like 65 on it. I'm like, oof. But I'm looking it up, and that just should have spent 64 on it. That just seems to be right the price of it. <laughs> but um, I'm playing these, and, and I'm starting to wonder, like, is it just the controller that's making me like this more than me playing emulation? What right. what is exactly happening here? Why am I enjoying this way more than just me? Even on the Switch, like I I got that expansion pass. I'm playing N64 games on there, all that. I was having a decent time, whatever. But I just kind of jumped in, jumped out. Sure. For some reason, I'm just so loving this, and uh, I'm I'm trying to question and figure out why. The last two years, NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Dreamcast, this N64. I'm going down this rabbit hole. I'm playing all this thing, and I'm loving it so much. And I'm like, is nostalgia just that powerful? <laughs> and if it is, should I just accept it and dive in and just be like, screw that's, it? That's I mean, what I was gonna say to you. I'm having fun and I say stop wondering about it and just just enjoy it, you know? <laughs> Whatever, who cares? It's it's just weird to me cuz it's like we have all these great amazing games and I'm sitting there playing some I don't know, Super right, Nintendo and 64 school. thing and I'm just like but I think there's more to it. Like maybe and it's just a theory, a game theory. But I'm thinking Maybe it's more than just the controller. Maybe it's like it's running exactly how it was actually intended to be played yeah. and ran could, and looked and like the authenticity. Maybe emulation because never just quite hit like how it actually is on the real thing. Like you watch a video and you look side by side. Maybe you don't notice. Maybe you do. But it's like I think it goes deeper than that. I think it's just like maybe when you hit a button and how it responds compared to emulation when you hit a button how it responds maybe maybe mm-hmm. because you're running a higher resolution it's messing with the way it runs or look like there's some there's more there i feel there's more happening because it's just uh it's really grabbing me and i keep getting more and more down this rabbit hole because i'm loving it so much um i'm not saying like it's better or worse than anything current or anything like that. But I think it's just as good. Like I play uh star Fox 64. I started up, I run through it beginning to end in uh, a few hours. And I was like, dude, that was a blast. And I was like, dude, I can run it back, maybe go different routes. And I'm like, man, this is kind of roguelike. I'm like, mm-hmm. is this roguelike before roguelike was even a thing? Yeah, or anything? I'd, I'd say like, it was like the beginning of it. Yeah. <laughs> But all the, you know, and that's just one example of many. And I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, maybe going all the way back to like Atari. I was playing, I remember talking about that Atari 50 collection. I thought that was a really cool collection that was made. And it was really like given a history lesson. I thought it was really neat. But those games, like, I mean, play for a few hours, sure, whatever. But it's pretty much since NES going forward, I think you can pick a game from any generation and you get those, you get those greats. And they're just as good now as they ever was. And they they can compete on the same level as any game current. And I think we're realizing that too. Because a lot of games that come out now are pretty much emulating those games anyway. Or trying to be in the spirit of those games. Oh yeah, they sure are. I don't think Mm -hmm. anything current is like replacing that. I think they just live side by side and it's just as good. Like me starting up Mario 3 or me starting up Mario... uh, galaxy or me starting up mario uh uh 
uh, Odyssey, like I, it, they're still just still ten out of ten experiences, regardless right, wherever you're right. pulling from. And I um, agree. And especially Nintendo, because so I I got this extra layer here of like you know when I play Sega Genesis or I play like PS One, PS Two. These feelings aren't really happening. I'm like, oh, this looks bad. This plays gross, whatever. For some reason, Nintendo, any platform, I think why is because they're, they focused on gameplay. They didn't focus on giving you like a deep story with an amazing plot or something like that. They're throwing like Yoshi's story and just, I don't know. It's, it's more about the feel of the controller and how it plays and how you can interact with the medium. Nintendo's kind of always been on that level, obviously, right? I mean, you look like, like Wii stuff to Wii U to Switch stuff to even NES. Like, there wasn't a D-pad before the NES. There wasn't a, a joystick before the N64. All these things are always trying to find new ways for you to, like, interact with the medium in different and cool ways. And, um, and I think because of that, like, they're thinking of games on how it plays when you're, like, the feel of it way more than um, the story of it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. PS1, PS2, like, I love these JRPGs, but I'm telling you right now, I would much rather play, let's say, like, a new uh, JRPG than sure. a JRPG from, from PS2. And oh, of it, course, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, the quality of, like upwards age you know that that doesn't feel on the same level but for some reason nintendo's in its own category and uh i think they maybe they realized it or not they did wonders on they're just timeless they really are and it's incredible and i'm starting to experience this experience this and realize this and uh I don't know. It's it's been a really really cool, interesting journey. Like when I play Pikmin Four, I played through that like demo, for example. Like there's just this like magic and to it that just doesn't like nobody else could do that. <laughs> I just can't see Sony, Microsoft, whoever. I don't know. I can't see Square making being able to like nail what Pikmin can nail. Like, right. Just, right. I don't know. I'm starting to super appreciate Nintendo way more than I have the more I dive into. I mean, there's a reason like they've been around for so they're long. They're hitting just as strong as they always did, if not even better, because right. you start to compare them right. to stuff now, and it's like, it's 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 really interesting journey I've been down, especially with the Sense 64, because I'm sitting there thinking, like, this was the least cared platform, and I'm like, yeah, I have no interest. I don't want an N64. I don't want yet another console that I'm having to buy X, Y, and Z for these are crappy 3d games anyway in the beginning they're still learning a lot of things things are definitely better nowadays than they were in that time why the hell would i enjoy it and then i play it and i'm like no i was wrong these are great <laughs> still yeah, some of them are fantastic and, man uh, still to this day yeah i'm just a little shocked and surprised and really loving it so i just i'm glad you're it. enjoying it yeah mention all that great that's what's up man yeah all right, let's get into new game watch, and we'll be out of here. All right. Uh, Makit, whatever the hell that is. Xbox Series <laughs> X and S, Xbox One, July 19th. Mighty Magic, Clash of Heroes. Oh, my gosh. This is one of my favorite games ever, and I had no idea this was happening. Have you ever Mighty played Magic. this? Yeah, I have not. I've never played Mighty Magic. I don't care about the Mighty Magic series. This is almost a spinoff of it anyway. Okay. Um, think 
I will put this. I was looking up. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, kind of like, okay, you have like card games and then Hearthstone came out or Marvel Snap came out and just revolutionized card games and made it super fun. That's mm, basically okay. what this game did is like, I don't give a crap about games like this, but for some okay, reason, this cool. game just nails like... You just got like two sides and you have to place units correctly and it's like it's like a mix of like a puzzle game and strategy right. kind of blended together. It's incredibly addictive. Anyway, I didn't I like, know this like was a good. theme being remastered. I'm curious is there any new content? Uh, I I'm gonna look into this, but I'm telling you right now this Clash of Heroes is one of my favorites. All um, right. Damn, I love that game. That's it looks cool. Yeah. A uh, Switch would be perfect, by the way. Yeah, of course. Pikmin four. July 21st. I'm buying this day one. I'm all over it. This is what I'll be getting. In I'd like to, but I'm so behind on my games. I don't even know if I should. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm dropping 16. I'm back to playing Zelda. I'm back to having fun again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play some Pikmin. Have a blast there. Kind of over like, I'm Clyde. Batman. <laughs> in one. Feel you on that one. It's just melodramatic a little, little <laughs> uh mr run and jump playstation 5 xbox series x and s playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc july 25th i wonder i mean there's a game called run and jump on nes i wonder if that's some relation there hmm. remnant be. ps2 playstation 5 xbox series x and s pc the first remnant's pretty decent pretty right? decent game yeah. yeah nothing i don't know nothing incredible but I, I think it's worthy of a sequel, so yeah, that's sure. cool. And then this Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I mean, a dude, PC, I still sure. have yet to play this game. You think I should just yeah. play it on PC? I was going to say, at this point, maybe you should play it on PC. <laughs> but then it makes it. me want to be like, well, what about Steam Deck? But then it's like, well, right, right, right. like the loading thing wouldn't be a thing because there's an SSD in there. So it's not that. It's just, is it going to look as good? Like, I don't know. Right, right, right. Uh, I think but it's cool it's going to PC. My though. specs on PC are going to be better than my specs on PS5, so I might just play on PC. I don't know. I just not, I'm just not like super gravitated to it. I don't know why. But I never in Ratchet and Clank in general, it's never been a thing I cared much about. <laughs> Me neither, but I enjoyed this one. I thought it was a fun game. Yeah, it's just like compare again, like compared to Mario or anything else, like compared to what Nintendo puts out, it's like oh yeah, no comparison. I yeah. would just play that. So it's kind of hard to because again, we got Super Mario Wonder coming out here soon. Yes, that's exciting. Very exciting times. Yeah, I'm. I I guess uh, you know I was gonna say I'm just becoming a Nintendo fanboy, but I guess I've always <laughs> been a Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's ever funny. changed. Oh, Listen, they do it. They do it. They do it well, films, man. God, they do it so good. Anyway. We give credit where credits due. So, yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, are right. definitely not good in their online. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm that's, proven. That's the only sure. good thing online Nintendo has ever done is somehow the Splatoon two or three, and especially three. Somehow <laughs> it works phenomenally. They have such a robust. At least they got that one. That. They got one game. <laughs> That's uh, I would say is actually good online. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, if you don't have anything more to add, um, make sure you guys go get some wrap snacks because they are phenomenal. Wrap snacks. Remember, right. that's I'm the takeaway from anything else. Forget everything that's, else. That's yep. Wrap yep. Snacks. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, take care. Till next time.